Hello, everyone. You're listening to Slapdash, the podcast about history, art, science, and everything else. We're your hosts, Jason Creekmore and Shannon Deaton. Welcome to the show. On today's episode, we are going to be talking about superheroes. Across from me is the masked protector of Williamsburg, Kentucky, a person who fights for truth, justice, and the American way. Shannon Deaton, how are you? Man, I'm doing fantastic. And you figured me out. That's that's me. It, yeah. took, it took me a while. It took you a minute to figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> Shannon's superheroes play a huge part in American culture, you know, whether it's comic books, TV series, uh, cartoons, movies, action figures, video games, T-shirts, or even podcasts. Superheroes are everywhere. They're out there, huh? Oh, absolutely. You can't. You really can't turn TV on or go to the mall. Or I mean, the, they're just they're in your face at all times. All the time. Socks, all the time. T-shirts, underwear. It's superheroes all, all the time. All day long. <laughs> And it seems like in recent years, the superhero industry has exploded uh, in popularity. So we thought, what a great idea for a podcast. Like with several other episodes, we decided to use a survey to allow people to vote for their favorite superheroes. And the results are in. So let's start the countdown. Number 20, Ant-Man. Ant-Man is, of course, a Marvel hero who first appeared in Tales to Astonish, number 35, in September of 1962. As for the origin story, biophysicist Dr. Hank Pym discovers the Pym particle, which allows him to shrink to a very tiny size or grow into a giant, as long as he is in the special suit that he designed. Later on in the Ant-Man legacy, a criminal named Scott Lang steals the suit and becomes Ant-Man, but uses the power to do good. Ant-Man has had two recent movies of his own and also plays a key role in the Avengers movies. So, Shannon, thoughts, preferences on Ant-Man? He's a man who's an ant, and uh, that in <laughs> He's not an uncle, right? Not, yeah, not, yeah, that's right. <laughs> uncle man. <laughs> uncle man. Uh, I, I'll be honest. I, I didn't know a whole lot about Ant-Man until the movie came out. I think that, uh, you know, in general pop culture, that that's probably true for a lot of folks. Of course, you have your hardcore fan base of people who know this material inside and out. But Ant-Man is one who's kind of on the fringes for me. He, he's not one that pops out immediately. You know, I don't think of him in the same respect as like Batman and Superman, although he certainly always do. Right. He, he's a mighty little guy. He's <laughs> it's a pretty cool movie. I didn't really know much about Ant-Man until the movies came out. Yeah. I think Scott Rudd, obviously, you know, lately, obviously, has, has portrayed him. Is it Paul Rudd? Is it, who did I say? Uh, I said Scott. Scott, Scott Rudd. No, you're right. It's Paul Rudd. Sorry. That was a test. I was oh, testing. Yeah, yeah. yeah, it's Paul Rudd. Did I pass? Uh, you did. You passed. Yes. I, I failed. You passed. <laughs> but yeah, Paul Rudd, uh, you know, to me, he really makes that character. You know, He does yeah. a really good job. He's a good actor. He's a good actor. He could play a lot of those guys, yeah. I think. And so, and, and Ant-Man really plays a, a key role in the... Uh, uh, Avengers movies like he overall he's not just another superhero he no. actually has a it's a big plot point absolutely yeah you know Ant-Man uh, he's you know, not one of my top 10 but I like him though he's pretty cool yeah pretty cool number 19 Captain Marvel Captain Marvel is, of course, a Marvel superhero. Uh, first appearance in Marvel Superheroes number 13 in March 1968. Uh, Jason, the first Captain Marvel printed by Marvel Comics was created by Stan Lee and Gene Cullen. Uh, of course, Stan Lee created many, many of these characters on the list. Stan Lee just must be like a... Uh 
a, a just a creation machine. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, like on, on literally on every single one of these Marvel heroes, obviously Stan Lee's name is attached to him. So yeah. rest in peace, Mr. Lee. Absolutely. You know what's interesting uh, about Stan Lee? They've asked him several times on all these different characters, you know, how did you come up with the idea for uh, Spider-Man? Or how did you come up with the idea for whoever? Right. You know? And you want just this big, innovative thought process where he went into the think tank and something changed within him and he came up with this idea for this character. But no, it's always something super simple. You know, there was a market for a man who was a spider and... That's the story. <laughs> it's always I just went just with right that straightforward. Yeah. So, in terms of Captain Marvel, uh, Captain Marvel is an alien military officer known as Captain Marvell uh, of the Kree Imperial Militia, who is sent to observe the planet Earth as it is developing technology to travel into space. Can't trust those Kree. No, they're they're <laughs> out of control. Did, did you see this movie? I did. Yeah, I, I thought it was a really good movie. I did too. Yeah, I knew nothing about the storyline. Uh, even at the end of one of the Avengers movies, where the little things flashing there at the end and uh, apparently that's like the, the emblem that's a telltale her, sign that yeah. she's getting ready to get her movie but right? but i didn't know that right i mean no. uh, so i had to go like look that up so yeah. but, uh, but i really enjoyed the movie it, it was good and it left me with the big takeaway that man captain marvel must be the most powerful character in the marvel universe i mean did you kind of get that feeling she a certainly bit? appears to be yeah she, yeah she showed up right at the end of the avengers movie and last minute here she comes yeah. skies on fire kind of thing you know it reminds me of professional wrestling when the hero's down getting ready to get defeated and all of a sudden <laughs> you just hear the theme music from a hulk hogan <laughs> or, or, or the ultimate yeah. warrior or whatever they just rush in and beat somebody with a chair <laughs> that that's the feeling captain marvel yeah. is putting out i think a little bit in that movie but interesting superhero for sure Number 18, Green Arrow. Green Arrow comes from the DC Universe and first appeared in More Fun Comics, number 73, in November of 1941. And I think it's really strange that a lot of these superheroes, the first comic book that they appear in is always something like a strange title. It's not their own. It's like action comics yeah. or more fun comics or you know mystery intrigue. It's it's always something along those lines. Yeah. And this was the case, uh, obviously, for Green Arrow as well. In real life, Green Arrow is Oliver Queen, a wealthy businessman in Star City. Queen uses his agility and technology to take on the persona of the Green Arrow to fight crime in his his home city. Obviously, his weapon of choice, uh, the bow and arrow. So what's your what's your take on Green Arrow? He, he reminds me a lot of uh, Hawkeye from the Avengers. Yeah, and pretty close. I always question that superpower. Like, you know, in, in the midst of people who can lift up buildings and toss cars around, you know, like the Incredible Hulk and, you know, Iron Man shooting missiles and flying through the sky. I wonder how long somebody could survive that shoots an arrow really well. <laughs> I don't know. Every time I, I think of uh, superheroes like this that you're talking about, yeah. you know, Green Arrow or, or Hawkeye, or Hawkeye yeah. you know, I have an uncle that could do almost That's that. Right. <laughs> you know, so uh, uh, no, I totally agree with you. I don't really see like a superpower per se. Yeah, uh, just incredibly accurate. Just incredibly. It, it's accurate. not even like a gun. Like it's an arrow, right? I, I don't know yeah. the speed of travel. Why would you even pick arrow, that? But yeah. I'm thinking, well, that guy wears armor. What else can you do? You know, yeah, <laughs> kind of lost a little I don't bit. know. Uh, I was never a, a huge fan of, of Green Arrow. I think just because of this logic that we're talking about here. I mean, I remember being like, you know, 11 years old watching yeah. the cartoon thinking, you don't fit in. Right. What's going on <laughs> Why, here? I mean, you know, could they not get anyone else other than you, you know, to, to be a part of their crew here? Yeah. 
you know, in recent years, uh, you know, Arrow's been a, a huge TV series. It has. Yeah, so, uh, and, and that series actually is pretty cool if you watch that. Of course, they bring in some other characters. That is a really good series, but uh, but the, the actual just Green Arrow character himself, yeah. I'm like, eh, there's probably better superheroes. Kind of looks like Robin Hood. If you yeah. look at just strictly the comic book adaptation, the green outfit, sort of the, the hat and those sort of things. Yeah. So that's kind of who it puts me in mind. They definitely sort of play bit. that up. Yeah. Sure. Number 17, Shazam. Shazam is a DC character, but he has been through a couple of iterations. I'll describe that here in just a moment. But his first appearance was in Wiz Comics, number two, in February 1940. And I think it's interesting that a lot of these characters had their creation in the 1940-1941 sort of oh, era. A ton As of I was them. looking this up, did you find that as yeah, well? Yeah, uh, specifically 1941. I think yeah. it was the most common, commonly occurring year. Yeah, so there was a big superhero boom during this time. The official background for Shazam uh, is that his real identity is Billy Batson, a 12-year-old orphan. Uh, it, he's lured into an abandoned subway station where a magical subway car transported him to the Rock of Eternity. The magical lair of an ancient wizard named Shazam. <laughs> That's a heck of an origin story right oh, there. Yeah. This, uh, <laughs> this gets complicated. Uh, by speaking Shazam's name, a bolt of magic lightning transformed Billy into Shazam, a superpowered adult in a red suit, yellow boots, and a white and gold cape with a lightning symbol on his chest. Shazam was charged with a mission to fight as a champion for good by the wizard who promptly died. <laughs> so, so, not a lot of direction there, right? No, he just said, you know, you're the new protector of mankind. Congratulations, son. And then he kicks the bucket, and, and that's all. <laughs> Interesting thing about Shazam, he actually began under a different name. He was named Captain Marvel. Really? Yeah, now consider that for a moment, because obviously Marvel has the character we discussed that came in at number 19, Captain Marvel. And then for a while, DC also had Captain Marvel. Hmm. Obviously, they had a little bit of rights and you know policy wars and things surrounding that. Eventually, in 2012, Shazam, you know, became the proper name of the character, and Captain Marvel was no more, except in the Marvel universe. So, kind of cool. That's pretty interesting. Number 16, Black Widow. The Black Widow comes from the Marvel Universe and first appeared in Tales of Suspense, number 52, in April of 1964. The Black Widow's real name is Natasha Romanoff, and she was basically adopted by Russian military officials as a child after her parents were killed during World War II. They placed her in the Red Room program. Have you ever heard of that? I've not, no. Yeah, the Red Room program, which is basically a program that takes young girls and trains them to become super elite assassins. Of course it does. Well, why, why wouldn't well, it? What else would it do? <laughs> that's, right? exactly, that's exactly right. Black Widow's character is unique in that she first was cast as more of a villain, but later joined forces with the Avengers. And Shannon, there's also a solo movie featuring the Black Widow that comes out, I think, in a couple weeks, maybe. Yeah, I found that interesting. I think uh, Scarlett Johansson is, is really a good star to portray Black Widow. I really enjoyed her portrayal in the movies. This is another one that, outside of the movies, I don't have a lot of familiarity with. How about you? Do you, no, you know no, much about Black no, Widow? No, I really knew nothing about it outside of the movies. Uh, 
she's kind of a little bit like like Green Arrow and yeah. like Hawkeye a little bit, where right. she, she doesn't really necessarily have like super super powers. But I think she's actually considerably better than them. I yeah. think just because of, you know how she can like you know fight and she knows all these you know international she's an assassin secrets and all that stuff. Yeah. yeah so I would definitely rank her higher than she's than got those. cooler more of a cool factor. That's exactly right. I think, a yeah. little bit. Yeah. Number 15, Green Lantern. Green Lantern is a DC character. He first appeared in All-American Comics number 16 in July 1940. Uh, Green Lantern's real name was Alan Scott. He was a railroad engineer who, after a railway crash, came into possession of a magic lantern, which spoke to him and said it would bring power, because that's what magic lanterns (laughs) do, right? From this, he crafted a magic ring, which gave him a wide variety of powers. The limitations of the ring were that it had to be charged every 24 hours by touching it to the lantern for a time, uh, and that it could not directly affect objects made of wood. (laughs) (laughs) So he had this magic lantern that can basically do anything. That's right. But wood is just a little too much. That's for where it. they draw the line. I can Jason. bend steel. Right. I can you know throw things through the air. I can fly. Mm. Can't really do anything with a two by four. Yeah. <laughs> An evil forest villain. He he's met his match. That's all he can do. But and a doghouse. <laughs> <laughs> he can take on a vicious evil space dog with, with you know just just rabies. But he can't fight the house. If the no. house were to come to life, that's it for he, him. He's a goner. That's all. Green Lantern's had his share of tracking through the. the the movie scene a oh, little yeah. bit, but I, I think it's one of the lower rated DC movies. Not a lot of people liked it too much. No, uh, it was it was the one with the uh, oh gosh, what was his name? The guy who played Deadpool, Ryan Reynolds. That's it, Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, are you sure it's not Scott Reynolds? It may be. <laughs> it may be Scott Reynolds. <laughs> no, you're right, Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, uh, yeah that was not a very good movie. No, uh, and, and I like I like Ryan Reynolds and and Green Lantern is kind of cool. I mean, he actually played a pretty significant role, like in Super Friends, if you remember sure. that cartoon. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, but for whatever reason, it's just never panned out uh, on the big screen. Yeah, and that's a shame. I, I think he's one of those characters that if he were adapted correctly, that it could be a really cool yeah. story because those powers he can manifest things with the ring have you seen this like yeah. in the cartoons and such it's just kind of whatever it's just whatever yeah. you know he can summon a, a crazy green gorilla monster to fight crime alongside him and now that i say that i want to see that i want to see like <laughs> green lantern versus godzilla i think that, yeah. that's the movie that we're missing in the dc universe yeah. if dc's listening to this that's what you need. You, you need to license Godzilla. You need to put Green Lantern in that same movie. Um, probably don't cast Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> maybe, maybe someone different this time. Somebody right. different. Michael Keaton. You know, I think Michael <laughs> Keaton does a mean you're, DC character. You're a big Michael Keaton. <laughs> Michael Keaton fan. He did a good Batman. I, I think he could do a, a good Green Lantern, but maybe time will tell. We'll see. Number 14, Daredevil. Daredevil is a Marvel character who first appeared in, get this, Daredevil number one. First one. He got his own series. Got his own there. Daredevil number one in April of 1964. Daredevil is the alter ego of Matt Murdock. Murdock is a lawyer in Hell's Kitchen in New York City. And as a child, Murdock was blinded in an accident by some radioactive material. That's a big theme in a lot of the Marvel comic books. You know, radiation's a bad deal for a lot of people. Growing up, I always felt like I was always on the cusp of that. Like at any minute, you know, I could just take a turn down the wrong alley and fall in a vat <laughs> just a barrel of, of A barrel with, with that, with that, uh, <laughs> that radioactive symbol's coming to get you. That's it's right. the last thing you see. That's it, Bugman. That's right. <laughs> 
You know, uh, while he lost his sight, uh, his other senses greatly improved. Murdoch uses his new senses, uh, trains his body, and becomes Daredevil, also known as the Man Without Fear. Yeah. And so he basically just leaps from rooftop to rooftop and Blindly. and just sort of takes care of the bad guys. You know, he yeah. has these really cool nunchucks. Uh, there's been, I think, maybe a couple different series. Uh, I know uh, Ben Affleck was yeah. in the movie. I think Jennifer Garner may have been in that movie I think so. as well. Yeah. Uh, Electra. Uh, Electra. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought that was a pretty cool movie. Movie, honestly, I like the movie. I like that one. Okay, yeah. uh, I've not really seen any of the uh, TV series, but the uh, the movie was pretty good, and uh, I, I like Daredevil. Daredevil was one of these first sort of anti-hero characters that Marvel had. You know, he yeah. was one of these guys who wasn't afraid to sort of kill the enemy or kill the villain. Right. You know, whereas a lot of your other superheroes would hold back, just of sort course, of tie him up or something. Do that, right? Yeah, just sort of tie him up. But he was a different kind of cat. Yeah, <laughs> a little bit. I, I really enjoy Daredevil as a character. He he seems much more human in a way yeah. than some of the other characters. He's, he's interesting. He is. Yeah. yeah. Number 13, Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange is a Marvel character who first appeared in Strange Tales number 110 in July 1963. So although his character is, you know, over 50 years old, it's still one of the younger characters on this list. Uh, In his origin story, he's depicted as this vain, egotistical neurosurgeon named Stephen Strange. And in a car wreck, he injures his hands. I remember this distinctly from the movie uh, that's come out here recently. He attempts to heal his hands using science and medicine, but when he can't do that, he seeks alternative medicine. He travels to, uh, to Tibet to find the fabled Ancient One, who he hopes will restore him to health. On finding the Ancient One, Strange becomes a master of the mystic arts. So he's kind of a superhero wizard, I guess is the way to think about Doctor Strange. Yeah, growing up, you know, I saw him in cartoons, and I never really identified with him because he was so different. Yeah. It was like, I don't know why that other, you know, superheroes made sense to me, and he did not. I think maybe it was that mystical thing. Yeah, it was, he kind of is different. It was just so, I don't know, there was just something about every, his look and what he did. Everything was so different. I didn't really identify with him a lot, but I loved the movie. Yeah. I absolutely, you know, so I've, I've kind of become a Doctor Strange uh, fan, uh, but I wasn't as a kid, but I, he's pretty cool now. The actor right. who portrays him is is just fantastic. Yeah, spot on. He he just sells it. Cumberbatch, is that his name? Something like that? Benedict Cumberbatch? Scott? <laughs> am I, <laughs> am no, I making that up? No, no, that's that's correct. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah he, this guy played Doctor Who. Yes. Yeah. That's him. So, yeah, absolutely fantastic actor. Uh, he does just a, a wonderful job with the character. And, yeah, I'm like you. I really enjoyed the movie, and I think certainly he added a lot to the Avengers ensemble oh, yeah. as well. Uh, I just remember the cape. That that was a big thing, you know, yeah. the cape that was sort of personified and came to life and would fly to him. And it was just kind of neat. Yeah. You know, this was the natural extension of a, a medicine man, a guy, you know, he's a neurosurgeon. Right. Right. And he had to overcome his devout belief in science to, you know, believe in this mysticism and the ancient one. There's always an ancient one. Did, did Shazam have an ancient one? Sort, sort of an all-knowing, yeah, all-knowing all being there who wants to, you know, somehow give you some information or give you some kind of magical device yeah. or whatever, and then they just vanish. That's right. <laughs> just go away. That That's the other thing. You can either fall in a vat of chemicals or you can meet just this the, old ancient dude who's right. going to teach you some stuff. Those are the two paths to yeah, pretty much. a superhero. <laughs> Number 12, Aquaman. 
Aquaman comes from the DC Universe and first appeared in More Fun Comics, number 73, in November of 1941. Aquaman is also known as Arthur Curry and is the son uh, of the Princess of Atlantis and a lighthouse keeper in Maine (laughs) named Tom Curry. Okay. (laughs) I'm not making that up. Uh, According to the origin story, Tom Curry finds the Atlantean princess wounded and washed up on shore. Curry rescues her, and they soon fall in love. Later, they have a son, Arthur Curry, who becomes Aquaman. Of course, Aquaman can live underwater, has super speed in water, and can communicate with all marine life. And over the years, Aquaman has uh, always been viewed as sort of a lesser superhero, sometimes even the butt of jokes. I don't know yeah. if you've uh, <laughs> watched the uh, Big Bang Theory. Oh, yeah. And, you know, all those guys, that they, they have like an, an annual uh, you know hero dress-up party type thing, right. and, and nobody wants to be Aquaman. Aquaman. Right, yeah. <laughs> in recent years, that's, that's, that's changed. You know, so Aquaman obviously was a part of the Justice League movie that came out and I think Batman versus Superman oh, yeah. and then of course he had his own movie Jason Momoa the, the actor who portrayed yeah. him he's a pretty bad dude he, he's a cool guy Yeah, he kind of turned that around a little bit Yeah, and you can tell it's almost like when they made that movie they said okay you know, you know, you know. We, we've sort of, you know, been laughed at for decades. Yeah. Let's find a really bad dude. That's right. Who is the total opposite of what people are thinking? Because, like, when I think of, uh, you know, Superman, you know, he's big and strong, and Batman, he's so brave and and, and you know, has all these gadgets, and sure. Green Lantern yeah. can, you know, Aquaman, like, will just have a bunch of tuna fight you. That's right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I'm going to summon some some bluegill and have him just attack you on shore or something. I can so just, it's just uh, imagine Jason Momoa in that. <laughs> casting call if he didn't know what he was getting into and they just said yeah you're going to be a, a dc character and he's like i'm pumped what what are my powers and he said you talk to fish <laughs> he's like and and he's like well that's kind of it that's kind of it and he's like so so is is there a lot of crime underwater or you know it's like because outside of the water he's he's not doing a whole lot have you seen those lobsters <laughs> The way they're treating everything underneath there? Yeah, I can just imagine him standing in the ocean, and there's a villain just off the shore, and he's like, just walk about five foot this way. <laughs> you know when they uh, when they pitched in this idea, they were like, okay, you're going to be Aquaman, yeah. but. And you knew there was like a comma but coming, because oh, yeah. he immediately was like, Aquaman. Aquaman, you know? what's going on with yeah, that? But he did a really good job. I've, I've liked his role in, in, in obviously, the, the movie Aquaman, and then with the Justice League and all those types of things. So uh, he definitely has improved the coolness factor of Aquaman. He has. I read an article whenever Aquaman. Man came out as a movie, and they were talking about that power that you know he talks to fish. That's a real thing. He right. really does yeah. that. You know, yeah. he telepathically communicates yeah. with sardines. That's his that's, gig. That's right. Okay. Even in Super Friends, you could see like yeah. these little circles, you know, <laughs> that would just sort of go out from his yeah. his mind, and, and then you would see like fish like swimming this way, then stop. Right. And then turn the other way. <laughs> and I think in addition to the big movie debut that he had, and a lot of people say that's one of the best DC movies. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Pretty cool. Um, he had a really good run in the comics around that same time, a little bit before, which prompted the movie. And one of the things they did to make that talking to fish thing a little more palatable right. <laughs> to the audience is they repackaged it as his superpower was that he was good at asking for help. And I, I know that sounds weird, but that puts a little bit of a different spin on it, you know, that his power is that he asks for help. So I don't know. Huh. Kind of a neat that, little that's, thing. That's kind of neat. <laughs> Sensitive Aquaman. <laughs> Number 11, Flash. 
Flash is a DC character. Uh, first appeared in Flash Comics number one in January 1940. So he got his own. Yeah, he got his own. And in 1940, right at the beginning of the year, he's kicking off all of these new superheroes who are coming out in 1940, 1941. What an honor. Yeah. So Barry Allen, which uh, was the name of one of the original people who who was uh, who played Flash or who was Flash, uh, Barry Allen's origin is that he was struck by a bolt of lightning. <laughs> he didn't die. Okay. <laughs> you know, as, as these... It, wouldn't that be the end of a lot of stories if just, they did? Just second degree burn. Yeah. <laughs> Matt Murdock fell into a vat of chemicals and he died. <laughs> the end. <laughs> that, that was all. So Barry Allen gets hit by a bolt of lightning that connected him with the mysterious source of power he dubbed the Speed Force. Originally created by Harry Lambert and Gardner Fox in Flash Comics number one in 1940, the Flash wasn't Barry Allen when he first appeared. Rather, the Flash first appeared as Jay Garrick, a speedster who wore a costume different from the hero we know, who stumbled his way into super speed thanks to a lab experiment gone wrong. That's another way that we can become superheroes. I mean, there's really a handful of ways. Right. right. You know, yeah. there's there's the lab. So so we're ticking them off as we go. Right. <laughs> right. There's the lab. There's the freak accident. I'm going to put like getting hit by a lightning bolt or, yeah. you know, falling in a vat of chemicals. Right. Into that some kind of thing. tragic accident. Right. Yeah. There, there's only a handful of superheroes who are just superheroes. Right. Right. Just because. Just because, because they, they, they are. are. They are. Right. You know, m- most people become superheroes. And I think part of that was just the idea, you know, in, in comics, a lot of times, and at least in the original days, these were very much targeted at very young kids. Not not so much today. I mean, young kids still read them, but they're more of like a teenage to, yeah. to adult audience. But back then, you know, you wanted to be able to see yourself in that role. When I'm looking at someone like The Flash, I want to think someday, you know, maybe I'm outside and I get hit by a, <laughs> by a lightning bolt and I don't die. And I become this super fast human being who can do all these <laughs> awesome ch- things. Let me check the weather for this week. <laughs> right. Number 10, Black Panther. The Black Panther is from the Marvel Universe and first appeared in Fantastic Four, number 52, in July of 1966. Black Panther is uh, really Prince T'Challa, by far the coolest name. Yeah. Not even close. T'Challa comes from the fictitious African nation of Wakanda. Wakanda is a very technologically advanced society, and T'Challa uses his technology to become the Black Panther to defend his nation as well as support the Avengers. And, Shan, I can tell you, Black Panther would definitely easily be in my top 10, maybe be in my top five. I think so, too. I love everything about Black Panther. I, yeah. I, I love saying Wakanda. Oh, I know. <laughs> that's, that's the best thing in the world. If I have another child, it's going to be Wakanda Creekmore. <laughs> <laughs> Comes Kennedy, Maley, and That's Wakanda. Right. Yeah. Oh man, I know who your preference would be there too. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, I love every, I loved everything about the movie, just the character itself. I mean, Black Panther's just cool. He is. Yeah. You know, it's, he, it's just such a neat um, backstory, an origin story. Just the place of Wakanda itself, sort of being isolated and being able to grow into this technological super giant, sort of hidden away. Yeah. yeah. I, I just think that's a really compelling story, and it's one that really resonated with me when I watched the movie. And you know, he was cool in the Avengers too. Yeah. Oh, I love the movies. Yeah. Number nine, The Incredible Hulk. The Incredible Hulk is a Marvel superhero. He first appeared in, get this, The Incredible Hulk number one in May 1962. Congratulations. He got his own series right out of the gate. Now, you might remember, Jason, that The Incredible Hulk is depicted as being green. 
right? Right. He didn't start that way. He actually started as being a gray character, and uh, and you can see this on the cover of the very first comic book. And then he eventually transitioned to green. And whenever you ask Stan Lee, well, why did you choose that? Because that's so iconic. And he's just like, eh, I felt like green that day. You feel like yeah. <laughs> we were out of gray. Right. <laughs> the printer was low, so... <laughs> So Bruce Banner, the identity of the Incredible Hulk, was a top scientist for the military that was working on a gamma bomb, a weapon of massive destructive power. During a test of the gamma bomb, Bruce noticed a young teenager by the name of Rick Jones who entered the test site. Bruce rushed to save the young man, and in pushing Rick into a trench, he exposed himself to the rays of the gamma bomb. You mean an accident? Yeah. Like a lab accident. And he died, and that was the end of it. Or did he? (laughs) (laughs) The result of this exposure transformed uh, transformed gentle Bruce Banner into the destructive monster known as the Incredible Hulk. <laughs> so have you, do you have many dealings with the Incredible uh, Hulk? Yeah, I remember like being like really young and I'm not yeah. sure the, like of the dates of this like original TV series. Uh, oh, that with, was it for with, me. With Lou Ferrigno. Yes. Uh, I think that may have been actually like maybe like late 70s maybe or early 80s. It feels like it was. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so it was probably several years old when I was actually watching it, but I thought that was the the, the neatest thing, and I remember, you know, one specific scene when the, the show would come on, is it would show we would show him like uh, uh, changing his tire, yeah, and like he couldn't get like a uh, <laughs> a uh, lug nut was stuck on the tire, you know, did and he get, would like hurt himself, angry? and oh yeah, and you would see his eyes, <laughs> yeah, you know, oh the eyes, oh yeah, I forgot all about that, yeah, and so just for whatever reason, that is all that's always been my image of of the Incredible Hulk, and I've I've really loved all these uh, you know uh, renditions that they you know because several people have played him over the last few years have, in, in yeah. different movies, Mark Ruffalo probably being well he's the latest and probably yeah, the best yeah i think uh eric banna i think yeah. played him edward norton played him yep. uh and i kind of liked a little bit of all those movies to be too. honest uh but the incredible hulk is is definitely pretty cool i just love that on a dime he can become the incredible hulk i mean he, he has to get angry obviously right. but i think you really painted the picture of him like changing his tire just doing everyday things <laughs> just normal you know, things dude sitting at his table you know signing a letter or something and he just kind of pricks his finger and then he just hulks out and just <laughs> Bashes the thing into splinters. Just goes nuts. That's awesome. No villains have to be around, you know? No. He just has to get mad. Sometimes the Hulk has to come out. (laughs) I always liked in the series when he would say, don't make me angry. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. (laughs) (laughs) What an intimidating thing to say, you know? Number eight, four. Thor is a Marvel superhero who first appeared in Journey into Mystery in August of 1962. So unfortunately, uh, Thor didn't get his no own. To begin. One, huh? No Thor number one there, at least not, not the beginning. Thor is based on Norse mythology where Thor was supposed to be the son of Odin. In the comics and movies, he has uh, superhuman strength and has control over lightning and can even fly by using a magical hammer that he calls... You want to give a crack at it? Do, do, do you know what that's called? I did, and I've forgotten. What is it? I'm, I'm going to butcher this, but it's something like... Mjolnir. Mjolnir? Mjolnir? I, I think maybe Mjolnir. That. Okay. I was close. <laughs> Scott? Is, is Scott Mjolnir? Scott the Hammer. Is Scott that the it? Hammer. There, there's somebody who's going to listen to this and just turn it off right now and say, how dare they? <laughs> I can't believe I can't believe they're talking of Thor in they're such a way. They're not worthy. <laughs> By the beard of Odin. <laughs> 
So, you know, Thor has had several movies of his own, and he's also featured in all the Avengers movies. And uh, he's just a pretty cool guy. I mean, you know, at some point, it's like you're sitting around the table, and you're like, man, I forgot you're <laughs> you're like a Norse god, aren't you? You're That's like, right. I really like the scene in the Avengers where they're all trying just to pick up the hammer. Yeah. And they're all just kind of sitting around. It's like they're, you know, eating peanuts, and it's like, I'll, I'll give a go at this. Because they can't do it, Because they right? can't do you, it. You have right. to be worthy to That's do right. it. But guess who does it? Uh-oh. Captain America, There right? you go. <laughs> he picks it up, and, and just the look on Thor's face, like. Because <laughs> it, it just barely moves, you know. Yeah. And, yeah. and Thor's like, oh He's able to wield yeah, it. He's like, yeah. what, what's going on here? Number seven, Wolverine. Wolverine is a Marvel character, and he first appeared in The Incredible Hulk, number 180 and number 181. In November 1974. So he was sort of a a side character. He had his first appearance technically in 180. He was like in the last panel of uh, Hulk 180. But he had his first real appearance in 181 in the follow-up to that. Uh, He was a member of something called Team X. And as part of that, he was given false memory implants. You probably see this throughout a lot of the movies. Like He's always trying to figure out who he is. Yeah, where did I come from? (laughs) What's going on? Uh, Eventually, he breaks free of this mental control, and he joins the Canadian. Canadian Defense Ministry. Uh, <laughs> it's my lifelong dream. That's right. That's what you do, right? You break free of the mind control yeah. and, and join the, the Canadians. Be, you yeah. know. Beautiful land up there. Maple trees, just as far as the eye can see. That's right. Logan is kidnapped after that by the Weapon X program, uh, where he remains captive and experimented on until he escapes. And you might recall his he has a couple of mutant powers. One is he can heal very rapidly, right? So he gets hurt, and he just heals all of a sudden. And then he can project these bones uh, from between his knuckles that, that come out of his hands, right? Uh, just as very sharp objects right. that he can, he can stab people with. So during the time that he's imprisoned with this Weapon X group, they use his healing power to forcibly fuse adamantium steel onto his bones, onto his skeletal structure. So they'll do a little bit of work. They'll go into the, they're actually, they operate on him a little right. bit and they, they put this adamantium into it, this very strong steel, and then they let him heal. And then they go in and they do some more and then they let him heal. And that's why in the movies and in the comic books, he ends up having these steel claws. Right. Right. Yeah. Because it's part of that experiment. It's a pretty cool story. I, mean, I, I remember is. watching all the X-Men movies and, and some of the comic books. And uh, that, that's a pretty cool storyline, how they do that. Yeah. Yeah. And the actor who plays him, I mean, it, it, he, he he's just the guy. Yep. That, that's exactly. He is Wolverine. He is. Yeah. He is Wolverine. Now, there's some talk that there's going to be a, a new Wolverine here in the next little bit. And I'm trying to remember. Blasphemy. Who that was going to be. <laughs> <laughs> I want no part of it. How dare they? Uh, but, Unless it's Michael Keaton. <laughs> Unless it's Michael Keaton. It's my, Michael Keaton can do Wolverine. Let, let's be honest. Just put some mutton chops on him and, folks and give him a cigar and he's good to go. <laughs> That's it. Number six, Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman is a DC superhero who first appeared in All-Star Comics number 8 in October of 1941. So there's that 1941 year again. Wonder Woman's character comes from Greek mythology, and according to legend, she was the daughter of Zeus and an Amazonian princess. She's known as Princess Diana of Thinascara. I think that's, I'm close at least on that. I'm going to trust you on that one. Just go with it. <laughs> Princess Diana, also known as Wonder Woman, leaves her secret homeland to venture out into the world. 
Uh, and Wonder Woman has superhuman strength, speed. She has these bulletproof bracelets. Uh, she also has a, the lasso of truth, which I always thought was just that was you know <laughs> I got a story about that here. That's kind of an underrated weapon, I guess, in a way, because she can also use it just obviously as a rope or a lasso. Yeah. But then I want the truth, and so right. she can just you know wrap somebody up and, and, and you know and force them to to give her the truth. The most strange weapon that she probably has, I guess, or at least I guess it would be a vehicle, was the invisible jet. And I don't know if you remember this, but on Super Friends, on Super Friends she it. would just fly around. And it was I just thought, an outline of a jet, and she was just in in the sky, right? Like just sitting down. You could see her. <laughs> like, so what's so the what point of hiding the jet? <laughs> I know. It's like, there's a woman sitting on an imaginary chair flying through the air. It's like, oh, no, no. It must be a jet. It must, so must it was, be a jet. Yeah, because you could <laughs> – that's a good point because you could <laughs> – you could see her, couldn't you? Yeah. <laughs> I never thought about that. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, uh, she's been in several movies uh, lately. She also has a, a sequel coming out, I think, later this year that's set in the 80s. It may be set like in 1984, I think. I think that's right. Yeah. yeah. And so uh, uh, I really liked Wonder Woman. I thought it's a really cool movie. Uh, I liked her in Super Friends, and I think this other movie is supposed to be really cool. Yeah. I hope. I hope that they somehow get that invisible jet, but they show her just like in the 80s cartoon. I, I, I need to see that. She's just flying through the sky, just like she's sitting down in a car, and, and you know you just see her going across the clouds. I've just blindly accepted that my whole life, and not until this conversation did that ever dawn on me. So let me tell you about the Lasso of Truth. This is this is cool. So the lasso of truth, as you said, whenever she wraps around their enemies, they have to tell the truth, right? <laughs> right. Well, it also works on her friends. And there's this scene from the comic books that I saw recently where she lassos some of the DC superheroes. And she lassos, <laughs> uh, I think maybe Flash might be one of them. I'm not sure of who exactly it is, but we'll say Flash. And she says, who are you? And, and you know, he's like, well, I'm Barry Allen because he has to tell the truth, right? right. So then she lassos Superman. She's like, well, who are you? And uh, he says, well, I'm Clark Kent because he has to tell the truth, right? right? And then she lassos Batman. She says, who are you? And he says, I'm Batman. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's just awesome <laughs> That's pretty me cool. Because that's right. everybody else is playing a role, you know. Right. But at the end of the day, Batman is Batman. Bruce Wayne is the disguise. Like right. that's who he is mentally. You know? Right. I am really Batman. I just right. love that. That's pretty I think cool. That's, that's fantastic. <laughs> Good for Wonder Woman. Yeah. Number five, Captain America. Captain America brings us into the top five. He is a Marvel superhero, first seen in Captain America Comics number one in March 1941. And before we get too far into this, since Captain America is the leader of the Avengers, let's hear some of that iconic Avengers theme music. Let's hear it. So, Jason, Captain America is the alter ego of Steve Rogers, a frail young man enhanced to the peak of human perfection. In a lab? <laughs> because, of course. <laughs> okay. <laughs> By an experimental serum to aid the United States government's efforts in World War II. Near the end of the war, he was trapped in ice and survived in suspended animation until he was revived in modern times. Uh, and as we said, he is the longtime leader of the Avengers. So, what are your thoughts on, on Captain America? Shannon, I'm gonna have to be honest right here. Uh oh, I'm not a big time Captain America fan. Like I've just never really liked Captain America. Man. I think I think he's just sort of a really souped up Green Arrow. 
Oh, I can see that. A little bit. He I souped mean, up, though. I mean, don't get me wrong. That I'm, That's not anti-American. That's I, right. I, I love America. You know, yeah. God bless America. So, so, so you're a fan of Captain Russia? I'm a fan. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm a fan of America. I like Captain America. I just don't think he's like a great superhero. Right. I think he's just a really strong, brave guy. He's strong. With a shield. He's brave. That a better superhero <laughs> gave him. <laughs> That's that's a fair, <laughs> or point. at least where it came from. Yeah, yeah. I'm not a, a massive Captain America fan, but it, I mean, but he's he is Captain America. He's iconic. He is. I like in the movie one of the first ones, his origin story. They have the same actor playing him when he's like the skinny little <laughs> yeah. guy, the frail guy. That's yeah. exactly right. But it's complete CGI. So like they have this very skinny, like toothpick kind of guy, uh, you know, with the actor's face sort of projected <laughs> yeah. on him for the first part of the movie, and then they put him into this machine in the laboratory and convert him into the super soldier. And when they take the machine off, all of a sudden he's just rippling with yeah, right. <laughs> muscles. He's, he's like three times the size. He's, he's the macho man. He's like, <laughs> Oh yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah. So I don't know. I, I like the idea of Captain America. He's kind of wholesome. Yeah. Oh, he's right? definitely wholesome. You know? Yeah. He's good for you. He, he yeah, drinks he's, his milk. He's like I vitamins. He's a guy who drinks yeah. his milk, yeah. you know, but, <laughs> but I get what you're saying. He's, he kind of has that generic, well, I just have super strength kind of vibe right. to him. Yeah. Number four, Superman. Shannon, in some ways, Superman is the king of superheroes. So for him to finish number four kind of surprises me. I mean, it's Superman. Yeah. I, I thought he had a shot at number one. I definitely thought top five. Yeah. Uh, you know, Nevertheless, Superman is from the DC Universe and first appeared in Action Comics number one in June of 1938. His original name was Kal-El from the planet Krypton. According to the story, Krypton was getting ready to explode when Kal-El's parents sent him away in a space pod to escape the destruction. Kal-El eventually lands on Earth and is found and raised by the Kent family in the Midwest. They name him Clark Kent, and Clark soon realizes he has special powers. Clark grows up and moves to the city to become a reporter, but soon realizes the world needs his help. And I think we kind of all know the story from that point. Oh, yeah. You know, several people, multiple movies, multiple actors, uh, all kinds of cartoons, all kinds of uh, video games, uh, uh, comic book spinoffs. He flies. He yeah. has laser eyes. He can, X-ray vision. He can super do strength. He can do it all, right? I mean, he, <laughs> he is the man. really cold air. <laughs> yeah, don't forget about that one. <laughs> right. That's underrated. Yeah, yeah. But he does not have an invisible jet, though. But he doesn't need That's one. That's true, yeah. You know, but, but he still doesn't have one. Yeah, he's, he's a tough guy. So uh, some folks said he, he's almost too powerful. Right. I mean, it's it's hard to stand against him you and have to weaken him down. Right. Oh yeah. And like in you know the, the Justice League movies, yeah. when like when the, the scene where they bring him back, mm-hmm. you know, you have all the the superheroes there, and they're all like sort of scared to death of him. Oh Because yeah. they know at any moment he's going to freak they out. Can't stop. Them. And they're trying to calm him down. And there's that scene where like he's literally fighting them all. Right? right. He's fighting Wonder Woman and 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 Batman and the Flash, and he basically beats them all down. And it's only his <laughs> his uh, love interest that sort of calms him down there. So yeah, he's he's almost too powerful. You know, Henry Cavill, the actor who plays him in that movie, um, had a mustache, and, and they edited it out with CGI, and it is atrocious, man. It is it is so bad. It, it is the worst. It looks like it looks like something I would have, I would have done on paint. Yeah, I, I, I can honestly, it's the stuff of nightmares. It, it honestly, it, it really is. And another another thing about that movie, Superman versus Batman. You know, we talk about how how tough Superman is, and and Batman. He's just normal dude, right? right you yeah. know. At the end of the day, he has some cool gadgets. He's he's rich, you right? Know, I'll give him that. 
but he, he's just a dude. And whenever I saw the title Superman versus Batman, I thought that's a five minute movie. They're, they're going to start start the movie and they're going to square off. That's it. And Superman's going to punch him to the moon. And that, that's going to be the end of it. And your credits are going to roll. Right. <laughs> Shannon, hit us with a little of a Superman theme music. Here it goes. I love that theme music. You know, I I particularly like the villain Lex Luthor, like in the in the eighties yeah. movies when it was Gene Hackman. Oh man, that that played those movies are so, great. Yeah, so anytime I hear that music, I I think back to those movies. Yeah, you know, uh, in particular. So Superman, definitely one of a kind. Number three, Iron Man. Iron Man is a Marvel superhero. Uh, first appeared in Tales of Suspense, number 39, um, in March 1963. Young Tony Stark was a prodigy of mechanical engineering. He was a genius. At 21, he took over his father's company and launched it into a hugely successful corporation. During a testing of new technology in Vietnam, Tony was hit by a piece of shrapnel. So it just kind of exploded and hit him in the there chest. There he was. There he was. Uh, the shrapnel was lodged near his heart, and without help, Tony was going to die. He was captured by a communist leader, he was imprisoned, and he was forced to make new weapons for the regime. Tony escaped using the Iron Man suit he created for the regime and later joined the Avengers. So, Jason, let's hear a lick of some of the most iconic Iron Man music that's out there. Here we go. That music is is Iron Man, right? <laughs> oh, absolutely. <laughs> Iron Man. I, I can't make up my mind if if I like Batman or Iron Man better. They're they're definitely it's like one A and one B uh, yeah. in my mind. Uh, I'm a huge Iron Man movie or Iron Man fan of, of the the movie and of course the comic books. Uh, the character of, of Tony Stark. Uh, I just everything about the story of Iron Man as it's portrayed in the movies over the last decade or so oh, yeah. now. Uh, absolutely great. I just I love the character. Robert Downey Jr. Perfect. He, he just sells it. Just I mean perfect. He, he's Iron Man. Yep. And I think he's done right. I mean, in the Avengers, that was kind of it for him. And uh, yeah, I think so. And yeah. as an actor, I think he's gone on record saying that's it. You yeah, know, I'm, I'm ready to move on to other projects. I'm done with Iron Man. So if they're bringing him back, I mean, you think Michael Keaton can do it? <laughs> I don't see why he can't. He's done everything else. <laughs> I think he can do it. Uh, you know, the thing about Iron Man is prior to the movies, I would have thought of him as like a mainstream superhero. He's, he's just not one that came He's kind of secondary. Yeah. Or, I mean, like years ago in my mind, he would have been yeah. secondary. Now he's like, oh, he's the man. He is right? the man. Yeah. yeah. Number two, Spider-Man. Spider-Man is from the Marvel Universe, and he first appeared in the Amazing Fantasy number 15 in August of 1962. And he has some pretty cool music, maybe even a theme song. I love it. So let's let's hear a little bit of the uh, Spider-Man song. Let's cue that up. Spider-Man, Spider-Man, does whatever a spider can. Spins a web any size. Catches seeds just like flies. Look out. Here comes the Spider-Man. 
Spider-Man is actually Peter Parker, a teenager who is raised by his uncle and aunt after his parents uh, died in a plane crash. Later in life, Parker is bitten by a radioactive spider. Yeah, he is. Probably in a lab, right? Not a normal That's, spider. No. Has to be. It crawled out of the barrel. That's right. The, the spider was dumped in the vat of stuff. Right? Why, why didn't the spider just become... You know, like the <laughs> superhero. That'd just be too easy. Oh, okay. That'd be too easy. Had to be a person. That's right. It's not man spider, Jason. It's Spider-Man. <laughs> Spider-Man. And really, it's like Spider kind of adolescent, really. Yeah, that's is what it is. Spider-Teen. Spider-Teen. <laughs> but, you know, Spider-Man's one of those those heroes that sort of has a good mix of, like, obviously he has some powers now because apparently radiation just, change, just changes you in a positive way for the most part. Most of the time. At, at least in cartoons. Very few downsides to heavy radiation poisoning. <laughs> yeah. all, all through the movies, I've seen Positive things that yeah. <laughs> that come from that. You can fly. You can float. You what know, are we doing here? You can jump. I don't know. I've got a vat in the back, man. You want to dive in? <laughs> <laughs> but you know, Spider Man is a is a pretty cool uh, character just because you know he does have that not supernatural but superpower type thing. But then in in recent years, he also has a ton of technologically advanced gadgets. Uh, of course, in the movies, that that comes from Stark Industries, right? right? Yeah. And so, uh, and plus, he's cool. He's cool. He's funny. He's a kid. I can definitely see where Spider Man would finish number two. He quips back and forth. You know, oh yeah. He, he's got some zingers. Yep. Here and there. Number one, Batman. Batman is a DC character, Jason, one of the very best, and does not surprise me a bit that he's at the top of this list. I knew when we created this survey that Batman was going to be number one. You knew in your heart. I I knew in my heart of hearts, uh, you know, and I'm I'm sure it's in no way connected to the iconic performance of Michael Keaton back in the (laughs) the 1980s, you know. I'm sure it has nothing to do with it, but uh, it doesn't hurt. I'd say it gave him a solid foundation. That's right. Uh, Batman first appeared in Detective Comics uh, number 27 in May 1939, so right on the heels of Superman. You had Action Comics number one. What was it? 38? 38, I think. Yes, really close. Really close, uh, the year after. And it's no secret, Batman's identity is Bruce Wayne. Uh, He's a wealthy American player boy, philanthropist, and owner of Wayne Enterprises. Uh, He originated from an incident in Bruce's childhood. After witnessing the murder of his parents, Dr. Thomas Wayne and Martha Wayne, he swore vengeance against criminals. Bruce trains himself physically and intellectually and crafts a bat-inspired persona to fight crime. Yeah, this guy is. Uh, we did a whole episode about him. <laughs> yeah, right. History ba- of Batman. Yeah, Batman is awesome. I mean, you know, even the old, you know, pal, wham. You know, the the seventies and I guess the sixties. Actually, I guess yeah, the sixty yeah. series. That was great. All of the actors that have, that have portrayed Batman brought us brought something a little different to the screen. I mean, there's really none of those I disliked. There's some I like definitely better than right. others. But I didn't really like. Just thought, you know, I didn't think any of them were awful. I think uh, Batman has maybe some of the best villains just over the top you know like just maniacal like the joker and the penguin and the riddler yeah they're just you know those are villains right i mean they walk into a room and you know they're insane and they have some kind of you know gas hooked up that's going to get everyone (laughs) or or it's going to blow up poison the water supply yeah you you, you know you don't have to be around them very long before you know they're they're insane right and so it takes batman to take them out and i mean everything from the mansion to the bat cave to everything he has has if you just put the word bat in front of it it's great you know (laughs) the batmobile the bat cop yeah, I mean everything. Computer. Yeah, I mean, I mean everything is just you know. So yeah, Batman's number one, and again, to me, Batman and Iron Man were like one A, one B, and in, in a way, very similar. 
you know, both kind of average are, guys, yeah. both rich, rich guys. They yeah. make some stuff. Yeah, pretty cool. One Marvel, one DC. Coincidence there? I don't know. Pro- probably not. I'd say. <laughs> yeah, DC probably or Marvel probably needed their their version of Batman, but you know, Batman definitely stands out to me. He was originally more of like a detective kind of guy. He's evolved over the years and become more of a, a nighttime crime fighter with all the gadgets and things. And I love his music. He has some of the best music of any superhero from movies, cartoons, etc. So let's hear a lick of that famous, I think it's Danny Elfman music from the original or the 1980s Batman movie. Here we go. It's some of the best music in cinema. I love it. It just screams superhero to me. It screams Batman. It's fantastic. But, Jason, do you have anything else uh, here at the end to kind of wind us down on the top 20 superheroes? Well, Shannon, we did have a few write-ins. You know, usually in any kind of poll that we have, you know, we give the option to have yeah. uh, the, the option of a write-in. And normally we will have one or two write-ins. And in this particular episode, this was also the case. So the uh, superhero write-ins uh, who were not on our original, you know, top 20 list, we have Ghost Rider. Which I thought was a pretty cool movie. Nicholas Cage. Yeah, uh, I, mean, I wouldn't put him in the top twenty, but but I like Ghost Rider. I thought it's pretty cool. It's a cool idea. Yeah, I for think, sure. I, I think Ghost Rider is better than Green Arrow and <laughs> Hawkeye and two or three more. <laughs> he yeah. does something. Well, actually, now that I think about it, I probably probably should have been I, on the top he twenty. Might be there. Yeah, yeah, there you go. <laughs> uh, we have Professor Xavier, who we actually talked about, right? We did. And we almost put him on the he list. He was going to be there, right? And but we knew if we did, we'd have. 15 other X-Men, so we were trying That's to That's right. It. But Wolverine made an appearance, yeah, right? Yeah, oh yeah. Blade. Now, Blade is one that I did not think about. I really like these movies with uh, Wesley Snipes. Yeah. Of course, he's the half-human, half-vampire type thing. Right. I think there's also another movie similar to that called Morbius that, come, oh, okay. that comes out, I think, maybe in this, this fall. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Blade is really cool movie, but I just didn't really think about putting it in the top 20. And then finally, uh, I, I must have a fan because we had one write in for Jason the, the Clown Creekmore. <laughs> and so uh, I'm assuming that probably. There, somebody's w- out in you, man. Yeah, I probably would not make the top 20. So I think I would remove the clown out. I right. would take Blade out. Yeah. But Professor X, maybe. Uh, and I've, I've changed my mind. I think Ghost Rider should be in the top 20. <laughs> I agree. Let's put, let's put them in the next one. We got to do something special. That's right. Them. Yeah. So Jason, we hit a milestone today. Uh, the podcast as of today, March 8th, 2020, we hit 5,000 downloads, man. 5K. How you feel about that? 5,000. In six months. We've talked about that quite a bit. And I remember, Shane, when we first started, we thought, uh, it's going to be cool when we have 100. You know? <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. yeah. And so, yeah, so 5,000 today, that is that is really cool. Well, how does this make you feel? We had our best week ever. We had 332 downloads for the week. So how's that get you? You feel That's okay That's a lot. That? I mean, yeah, 332 downloads in a week of, of various episodes. You know, normally, uh, just to give some of our listeners a little bit of, uh, you know, I guess feedback sure. or a little, maybe a look a under inside. the hood a little yeah. bit. Yeah. You know, obviously the most recent episode is going to be the most downloaded, uh, but sometimes even like episodes one, two, three, four, they'll still get a few downloads each week. Right. So uh, you get a little bit of a mixture. Uh, so yeah, definitely 332 downloads in a week. That's, that's pretty good for us. Man, I'm pretty inspired. Good. I'm, I'm humbled too. Yep. And I just want to thank everyone who's listening. Thanks to everyone 
everyone who's sharing the podcast. And if you want to hear more about the podcast and see some really cool art <laughs> as it comes out for each episode, check us out on social media. You can follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram with the handle at SlapdashPod. And we will catch you in the next episode. Take care, everyone. Thank you.